Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 18th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, Life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We are 16 days away from the NFL, 17 days away from high school football, and 39 days away from college foosball. Boop, I mean, it is. It, we're two days away from officially being two weeks out from NFL and three days away from officially being three weeks out of high school football. Yep. And it, it's it's getting so close that we can taste it. Be here before you know it. it. We'll be here before you know it, man. All the all the media that's coming out, like the the shows and stuff for football, that's when you know it's starting to hit. You getting the getting the preseason shows like quarterback. They were talking about hard knocks yesterday about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets being on that preseason game, Hall of Fame game. And you know what? I'm not even sure who's in that Hall of Fame game, honestly. Uh, who is Kevin asked me yesterday, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I can. Uh, it is the Jets and the Browns. Okay, over under five minutes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers playing in this game. Uh, complete under. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm with you on that. I don't. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be playing at all. Um, I'm going to take a wild That's guess and say. Five seconds. I, I don't. Even, I don't even think he'll be suited up. He'll be on the sideline with a suit and jacket on or something. Uh, I'm going to guess Tim Boyle will be the starting quarterback for the Jets in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, there's no idea for that. I, I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, Tim Boyle. That's a household name right there uh, around America. I think it's going to be Tim Boyle at starting quarterback for the Jets in the Hall of Fame game, and then give me uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson as the starting quarterback for the Browns in that Hall of Fame game, but not long, about, about two weeks, two weeks away. Uh, today is also National Sour Candy Day, Billy. Mm. So I remember getting sour sour straws Okay, a lot when we went to the movies. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the sour, uh, what were they called? Um, the sour... Um, it was like Sour Kids or Sour... Sour Patch Kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of those, but I mean, I'm okay with them now. Um, yeah, I'm okay with most sour stuff. What about Airheads? You, you fan of the yes. Sour Airheads? Yeah, uh, yeah and war, Warheads, like, fan of those? Yes. Used to get those a lot, too. Yep. The only, the only type of candy I hate more than normal candy is sour candy. I hate sour stuff. Uh, I, I didn't mind the Warheads for some reason, though, but like the the, sou- the sour straws and the Sour Patch Kids, I don't know. I just never never liked sour stuff. Not a big fan of that. Um, today is also National Caviar Day, Billy. Uh, I'll pass. I've never had caviar. I'd try it. I 
would I'm probably going to assume would not be a big fan of caviar, but I have never had it. I would certainly try it if anybody had it laying around if I was at a party. Um, I don't know what the hell party I'd be at that would have caviar, but if, if it was you there. Need do what? You need to ask Shuckers. For some caviar? Yeah. They have caviar? I don't know. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you like knew Shuckers had caviar. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would try it if, if I was anywhere that had it, uh, but I, I, I've never had it. And I'm not going to go out of my out of my way to, to try caviar either. Um, pretty, I, think it's, I think it's pretty expensive. Uh, this week, or this weekend, this week, we start off the first series of the Braves with the D-backs, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series. 720 is the start tonight. We got Elder and Davies on the bump between the two teams. Uh, second half of the season didn't really start off the way we wanted it to with losing the first series with the White Sox. Man, I feel like it's been like a month and a half since we've lost an actual series and getting out to a uh, sort of a losing way in the second half. That's uh, not, it's not great, man. We have to go back all the way to the end of May before we lost a series in the first half of the season. So, you know, that type of run is going to come to an end at some point in baseball. There's a lot of ebbs and flows. You play 162 games, uh, but certainly not the way we wanted to come out and start the second half of the season. No, but there's it's it's baseball. You, you just basically rinse um, shower repeat all the time you know let's just move on and you know the next series is now the most important according to baseball people you know the next game is the most important so let's go let's go win the next game let's go win the next series and, and move on diamondbacks are actually statistically like according to their record they're a better team than, than the marlins barely they're 52 and 42 they're 10 they're two and a half games back in their division in third place, but they're statistically a .553 versus a .552. So, yeah, it's the Diamondbacks are a pretty good team. Um, they've got a really strong um, lineup. They've got um, Corbin Carroll, who has been setting the world on fire as a rookie, and, and we. When you when you start the All Star game as a rookie, Bryce, that's mm-hmm. that's saying something. Pretty good. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're a good team. They're gonna they're gonna match up well with us. Um, the pitching is gonna be the biggest question mark for me for Arizona, and hopefully the Braves can match who they want. Um, and speaking of pitching, um, real quick, I heard Max Freed did really well on Saturday. I heard Rome. the exact same thing. Yeah, I heard I heard that he had. It looked like he was back. Um, I, I, he was, Rome, I, I, however, but still, but, still, it's, it's better than sucking the Rome, you know, it's better than the opposite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was on uh, like a 30 pitch limit, I, I believe, something like that. Um, Somewhere around there. Yeah, but yeah, I heard, I heard he looked very, very good. Uh, and, you know, we talk about pitching, Billy. I got a couple, I got a couple starting pitching possible trades the the Braves might make uh, I, I think I think we still need a back end of the rotation guy I, I would love to bring in another bullpen arm um, but I, I think just one or one or two guys bringing in to the Braves this this trade deadline is what we need 
And I got a couple names here for you for starting pitching. None of these guys are going to be top-end rotation guys. None of these are going to be aces. You're not going to start any of these guys game one of an NLCS series. But it might secure that back end of the rotation a bit more, sort of given some of the injuries that we've had. So the first guy that I'm going to bring up is the guy that we just saw in the White Sox series. Lance Lynn. Oh, yeah. He is in the final year of a $38 million contract with the White Sox. Uh, Lynn's numbers could leave a lot of fans scratching their heads, but it should be a deal that could be made without giving up too much. Uh, Lynn has a pedigree, a track record that points to the upside at the second half. His 6.06 ERA in contract could make him very affordable in the terms of the Braves going out and, and giving up not a ton from Lance Lynn. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with that. I just always the question mark for me is the price. Yeah, I wouldn't think because of that 6 ERA, the ERA has crept up there. I wouldn't think it would be too pricey, but I, that's just I, a thousand percent straight up guess on my part. Uh, the other the other name that I've, uh, one of the three names, or the second of the three names that I'm going to bring up is a, a Detroit Tiger, uh, Michael Lorenzen. I think he's going to be on the block. The Tigers are 41 and 51. They're, they're not going to compete for a playoff position. Lorenzen has a 3.75 ERA over 16 starts with a 1.13 whip. Uh, without much of a track record as a starter and pretty good numbers this year, he should be quite a bit less expensive than some of his peers in the market. I don't think we're going to have, I wouldn't think we'd have to trade as much for Lorenzen as we would for Lance Lynn. And uh, this could be another back end of rotation guy. Yeah. And honestly, there's so many potentials out there and, and I like where your head's at, but, and I'm sure you've got another one here coming up, but Lorenzen just doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Okay. Like nothing. And and the last one that I bring up, once again, these are going to be back into the rotation, guys. Uh, Jack Flaherty. Uh, he, he was one of the most dominant pitchers in the game between 18 and 19. Um, Flaherty has dealt with numerous injuries in the years since he made his just 32 starts in three seasons preceding this year. Uh, thus far in 2023, though, Flaherty has pitched pretty well. He has a 4.29 ERA with 96 strikeouts in his 98 and one-third innings pitched. His 8.8 Ks per nine innings is a big drop-off from his peak at 10.9 in 2022. So this could be one of the guys that is not as productive as he was in 18, 19, and 20, but I still think he'd be a very, very solid back into the rotation type dude. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm in on, on Flaherty. Okay. Yes, please. Okay, yeah, so, so Jack Flaherty, Michael Lorenzen, and Lance Lynn are kind of the three guys that I've, I don't know, zeroed in on that I'd love to see the Braves go after whether or not they do who knows but those are the three that I think uh, are possibilities that we can see in a Braves uniform before the trade deadline who's starting tonight uh, Bryce Elder I think um, yeah Bryce Elder versus Zach Davies Zach Davies with a uh, one one and five record a 6.37 ERA uh, okay yeah so tee off Braves tee off Yeah, let's do it. I'm trying to I'm trying to see what we really don't. Uh, Zach Gallon. We faced Zach Gallon in the third game. That's a good pitcher. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But tonight, tonight and tomorrow night, we uh, we have the pitching edge. I would say we're the Atlanta Braves. So yeah, let's go. Let's go get the loss out, uh, the bad taste of the loss out of our mouths from the Chicago White Sox series. Billy, I got some NFL preseason buy or sell. I got a couple scenarios. 
And I want you to tell me if you're buying into these scenarios or if you're selling these scenarios. I think these are all. Yeah, I'll, oh, do what? Be I'll be honest here. All right. Um, when I started looking at the sheet this morning, I immediately like flipped away. Just I have not looked at any of these. Like it. I like it. All right. So uh, you're going to be hitting me with this in my face I, right now. Excuse me. <laughs> Okay, it's smack you across the face right here. Uh, NFL preseason buy or sell? The Chiefs are your favorite team to win the Super Bowl. Bye. All right. You're yeah. taking them over I, the Eagles. Taking them over the Eagles. I think I I feel much better about what they have done, what they're building, what they've been building. Um, they've and honestly, dude. The more and more I've watched quarterback, the more I like Patrick Mahomes. Same dude, right here. Same. Uh, him and him and uh, cousins, really becoming big fans of both of them. Yeah, I'm. I, I've got two episodes left. Uh, I got three, I think. I think I'm five eps in. I need to, I need to hammer those out today. It's really good, man. They did a really good job with that. Netflix did oh, a yeah, they did a phenomenal job. Um, they knocked it out of the park. Bravo to uh, Peyton Manning and. Uh, Omaha Productions, too. Yeah. That was his baby. Yeah, they killed it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will lead the Jets to the playoffs. Oh, that's 100% buy. All right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the Jets were on the on the verge of, of finding something last year, um, and they just had a ish quarterback. And <laughs> yeah. bringing in Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to make them that much better. Uh, so yeah, I, I I buy that for sure. I think it's even better that the Jets brought in Aaron Rodgers because I don't think him and his parents talk, so there's no there's no you know threat of Zach Wilson hooking up with Aaron Rodgers' mom. Um, so I you know I think that that's a smart move by the Jets. Uh, Brock Purdy will start the most games at quarterback for the 49ers this year. Ooh. I'm gonna sell that. Okay. I I can't jump on board with that just yet. Um, because I truly think that they're going to go... Like, Party's not going to be the guy who gets all of the starts, in my opinion. Or the most, so... Yeah, it, that one's tough. But yeah, yeah I think it's going to be self. And, and I mean, you look, you look at who's sitting behind Brock Purdy. You have a guy that was drafted in the first round, third pick, in Sam Darnold. And then you have a guy sitting behind him also, Trey Lance, first round third pick. I mean, I think Brock Purdy is in one of those situations where I hope he doesn't play so tight that he can't produce as a quarterback because of who is sitting behind him. Um, right. Yeah, that'll be he, interesting to see. He played pretty well last year. He so did. I don't he did. Definitely did. Uh, Tampa Bay goes into the season as with Kyle Trask as their starting quarterback. <laughs> Um, sure. We'll we'll buy that. I don't. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I haven't. We haven't done our NFC South previews yet, so I, I have no idea. Well, let me give you a preview of what I think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. They're poo-poo. They are not. They are not good. Uh, are they are they poo-pay? They are poo-pay. From uh, what? Uh, uh, the, uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> To pay, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're you're choosing between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask essentially, and I, oh, I forgot about Baker. yeah. Baker's still down there, so it's either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. <laughs> it's your second quarterback. 
jeez. Um, buy or sell. It was for us. It was between Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota, and I, somehow all the fifth chose Marcus Mariota. I would so. choose either one of those quarterbacks over Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, though. Like, that's that's <laughs> terrible. Uh, the Buffalo Bills window, so to speak, is starting to close. Sell. Okay. I I I like the program that they're building. Uh, Josh Allen is not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, the defense is just going to eventually rebuild and retool. No, it's 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 not it's not closing anytime still, soon. Still wide open. Yep. All right. Uh, the NFC East will get three teams in the playoffs again. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. 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 Yeah. Bye. 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 I'm with you on that one. <laughs> the, the the NFC is absolute no dog crap. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the uh what's the i don't know I'll have, to, I'll have to see if there's a prop bet for that <laughs> that'd be a pretty good prop bet Lord. uh matt Nagy will be the first head coach fired mm. sure we'll go with that okay okay I, i'm trying to think of another team that maybe it may be somebody else, but I, off the top of my head, I can't think. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go. With I'm with you. I think I think Nagy gets fired. Um, I think they bring in somebody to help, hopefully help Justin Fields. Uh, and the last one, NFL buy or sell, the Falcons will win the NFC South. saying that like it it felt terrible coming out of my mouth um but yeah give me a buy yeah i'm i'm buying that one simply for the fact that i believe that the falcons will probably have the best starting quarterback in the nfc south uh i know the saints have Derek carr and Jameis winston but neither one of them have been consistent enough for me uh and, and i'm a huge desmond ritter fan so i am also i'm also buying that but that was that was NFL preseason buy or sell. I think either uh, probably next week we're going to have a segment called the five biggest questions going into the NFL season. Uh, Billy, we have our Big Ten preview. We start college football this week. We are going to start off with some of the bottom dwellers in the Big Ten. Uh, we're going to start off with Indiana. Since going 14-7 and seven from 19 and 20, Indiana's football program has been trending in the wrong direction. The Hoosers are 6-18 over the last two years and won just two Big Ten games in that span. Indiana will hope for a strong run game led by new offensive line coach Bob Bastid, uh, but will uh, will help ease the pain of breaking in a new quarterback, either Tennessee transfer Haven Jackson or redshirt freshman Brendan Sorby. The Hoosiers' defense will be heavily on the youth movement, Combine the youth movement with a few transfers and Indiana's defense will be be a rotating door uh, of playing the hot hand as so to speak. I don't think the Hoosiers have anything positive really going into this season. They're young at a lot of key places. I see Indiana around the four and eight mark this year. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And Ohio State opens up with Indiana this Mm -hmm. year, right? On a Thursday? Or is that a Saturday? Um... But yes, they do open up with if, with Indiana. Yeah, so Indiana's already owned one. That sucks for them. Yeah. Uh, moving over to Rutgers. 
Rucker is 12-22 and 22 since Greg Schiano returned as head coach in 2020, but the Scarlet Knights should show progress in 2023 as a defense that returns seven starters has a chance to make big-time progress after allowing just under 30 points per game last fall. While the defense should be improved, question marks surround the offense. After ranking 128th in the nation in points per game and 130th in the nation in yards per game, Rucker hopes to revamp the offensive coaching staff will yield more success than last year's lackluster outing. Gavin Wimsett looks to start a quarterback for the Scarlet Knights, but the 44% completion percentage last year was the second lowest among Power 5 quarterbacks. You could see him getting replaced early on for Evan Simon if Wimsatt doesn't get off to a hot start. Rutgers' strongest asset is their defense, which ranks inside the top 25 in a ton of categories last year. The entire coaching staff is returning as well as a bunch of key players. Rutgers' lack of scoring will hinder any progress they make on defense. I think it'll be a very, very low-scoring game anytime you play Rucker this year, but there is no offense to be had with the Scarlet Knights this year. I'm putting them at 3-9. and nine. Yeah, Greg Schiano, I, I actually like Greg Schiano a lot. Um, I just don't think Rutgers is, is one of those programs that you can get off the ground as much as I like him. So, Yeah, Rutgers terrible. Rucker is awful. Uh, moving on to the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Matt Rule era is starting in Lincoln at this year after a couple of disappointing seasons behind Scott Frost. A couple of transfers ends, including former Georgia Tech quarterback Jeff Sims, should bolster the offense. And on defense, the linebacking unit and secondary should be the group of strength for new defensive coordinator Tony White. The Cornhuskers offense will look like something out of the 1970s, Offense coordinator Marcus Satterfield opting to huddle, use multiple tight end sets, and even a fullback. Nebraska will rely heavily on the run as the three of the top four uh, rushers return, led by Anthony Grant, who ran for 915 yards and six tuds last year. On defense, Rob Verasek's uh, chaotic defense returns their top five tacklers from a year ago. Linebacker Luke Reimer, Defensive back Miles Farmer and nickelback Isaac Guilford lead that group. After six consecutive losing seasons, Nebraska and Matt Rule will make it seven this year in 2023. I put the Nebraska Cornhuskers somewhere around five and seven. Yeah, I'm not. Who's their quarter or who's their head coach now? Matt Rule. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they got rid of Scott I, Frost. Now they got Matt Rule. I don't think he's got it year one, but I do. I do like Matt Rules at college quarterback or college uh, head coach, so that may be a program to look for in the future. I was I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm looking at week zero matchups in college football. We got Navy Notre Dame in Dublin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Week yeah. Zero. yeah. It's exciting. It should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, moving on to Northwestern, since winning the Big Ten West Division in 2020, Northwestern is 4-20 in 20 and has just two conference victories. Now after losing their head coach, what's in store for the Wildcats for 2023? Cincinnati transfer Ben Bryant is a crucial addition for an offense that averaged only 13.8 points per game. Uh, Northwestern's run game should feature Cam Porter, Anthony Tyus, and Joseph Hyman. Uh, they should be the backbone of the offense, all three 
of their leading rushers from last year are returning this year on the 2023 roster. On defense, the strength is in the secondary. Senior safety Rob Hurd II will be used in several roles as Braun often employs a 4-2-5 alignment. Quarterback Garnett Hollis Jr.'s return should help, and Northwestern has other experienced players such as safety Coco Azima and Jeremiah Lewis. Northwestern's program right now is in upheaval, and this is going to be a tough year for all Wildcats fans. I put them at 4-8, and eight, and I think that's being gracious. Yeah, that's being gracious. It's going to be a really interesting year to see what's going to happen with Northwestern because of, of what happened in the offseason. Yeah, a lot of a lot of tumultuous stuff going on uh, up there. And uh, where does Northwestern play? What city are they? Evanston. 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 There it is. Uh, now for Illinois, sort of the lone bright spot on the Big Ten teams that we're previewing today. Illinois posted its first winning season since 2011 last fall, finishing eight and five overall and winning five games in Big Ten play. Exceeding that win total won't be easy for Coach Burt and his team in 2023. Old Miss transfer Luke Altmeyer was brought in to fill the void that was left behind by Tommy DeVito at quarterback. But the offense will also be missing running back Chase Brown, who ran for north of 1,600 yards last year. A standout defense lost coordinator Ryan Walters to become head coach at Purdue, and this unit is dealing with a lot of turnover in the secondary. Coach Burt says the linebacker group, though, at Illinois ranks among the best he has ever worked with during a long and successful career as head coach in college football. Illinois doesn't hit that eight-win mark last year, but I don't see them being any worse than seven and five. I really think this is a talented Illinois team. I think Coach Burt always gets the most out of his players, so I think seven and five is, is a realistic watermark for, for Illinois this year. Yeah, I, I like Illinois. I like Abilema, too. I mean, I do. He's... As much as he's been a pain in our sides for years over at Wisconsin, I like him a lot. So I don't know if I'd say I, I like Burt, but he is a good coach. I do respect him. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean that, but yeah, I'm good with that. And I mean, you, you look at Illinois' schedule too; it, it plays out nicely. I mean, the only big games they have, they get Penn State early on in the season at home, noon kick. They don't play Ohio State. They don't play Michigan. I mean, their their biggest game at Iowa next to last week of the season. I mean, they have a very, very favorable schedule. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our that's our Big Ten preview uh, for today. We will have uh, more Big Ten teams on Wednesday and Thursday. All right, let's head to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. In the NL East, the Marlins fall to the Cardinals 6-4. to four. Um, Way to go, Cardinals. Uh, Nationals beat the Cubs 7-5, to five, and that's your Marine South scoreboard. On the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar for tonight, Brewers at Phillies at 640, White Sox at Mets at 710, Marlins at Cardinals at 745, and the Nationals at the Cubs at 805. Also, there's some, um, the Trojan Slam is going on right now. Bryce, you were able to post uh, the schedule for that on our it's our social media yesterday. Uh, I was. Give me two seconds, and I will pull that up. I completely forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I don't know why my internet's decided to go slow. Let's see here. Yeah, we got uh, we got the 2023 Trojan Slam today. Uh, at 9.30 on field one, we have LaGrange versus uh, Central. Uh, at 11.15 on the same field, it's Heard versus Harrelson County. Bremen versus Alexander at 9.30 on field two. 
Carrollton versus TCC at 9.30 on field three. Uh, and then at 11.15 on field three, we have Bremen versus Jackson. And at 11.15 on field four, we have Alexander versus Central. And then at 1 o'clock on field two, we have Carrollton versus Harrelson County. At 1 o'clock on field three, we have – or excuse me, on field four, we have Heard County versus Mount Zion. So that should be some really good softball out there. In uh, I'm assuming all of that is being played on Carrollton softball field, right? Uh, no, it's at the East Carroll Complex. East, that's right. That's right. East Carroll Complex. So get out there and support these girls, man. Softball season's almost here. I drove by it yesterday and saw saw them playing. I was like, oh, I need to, to see this. Uh, I know Carrollton beat Lagrange yesterday, three to one, nice. and Jackson came me six or seven to three. I know uh, Anna has her daughter AC plays for Freeman. And I want to say she said that they beat somebody six to one. Let me double check that. I think Lagrange was the only. Uh, oh no, they played Central. They played. Bremen. Yeah, Bremen Central at nine thirty. Oh, they, they beat Central six to one. Okay. okay. Did, do you know if they beat Lagrange at eleven fifteen? That I don't know. Okay. I don't think I got to think about that. I, I I don't think Bremen's lost a a game yet in the preseason, have they? I think they're undefeated. Yeah, I think they have like yeah, I think they have seven wins, zero losses, and two ties or something like that. Yes, yeah. I, I have heard from multiple sources uh, that that Bremen softball team out there gonna be a wagon this year. Yeah, G- gonna be a wagon. They are gonna yeah. they are gonna run rule a lot of teams really quickly. Yep, and yep. it's gonna it, be year for them. It's they, they are they are right now. I think they're gonna start a. Uh, two, a two-year, maybe a three-year sprint uh, for the Bremen Blue Devils. A lot of talent. A lot of, a lot of talent, a lot of young talent out there for the Bremen Blue Devils softball team. You ready for Watch another couple? Tri- What's up? Watch out, AAA. Yeah, yeah. That AAA this year and then AA next year. Yeah, at least, well, at least AA. They yeah. may drop down all the way to single A again. Holy smokes. <laughs> oh, what if they drop down the herd? Oh, 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 don't. <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> if they drop down to the Herd Temple oh, region, dude, oh, that would be phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> uh, Billy, let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Oh, my God. Sorry. What? What? Can you move that football region? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be, Bre- yeah, Bremen, Herd County, and Temple. See, like, See that that region used to be Bremen, Heard, Temple, Harrelson County, and Callaway. Holy and it was the it was the SEC of of high school football. I, it was I think ridiculous. I think the rumor is that they're going to drop down to two A. I don't think they're going to go all the way to single A. Um, I think they're dropping down to two A, and they're going to be in the same region as Harrelson County. I think that is what the so. Well, reach out to Rooster and find out. Yeah, do Rooster, have you reached out to the coaches about doing previews? Absolutely not. Cool. Yep. <laughs> so, I've been so busy. <laughs> I've been so busy. Um, but yeah, the rumor is that Bremen's dropping down to 2A next year, uh, and Villarick is bumping up to 7A. So we'll we'll see how that all shakes out once the once the realignment happens. Or Villarick. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be rough, dude. Uh, let's get to another cup of coffee. Uh, no deals for tagged running backs. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony 
Pollard. They couldn't get any long-term deals done with those running backs, those running backs that were tagged early on in the season. Out of those three running backs, who do you think is going to have the biggest year in 2023? Jimmy Barkley. I like what he he's healthy now. He's actually running hard, and he's looking he's looking like he's going to have a strong year. I say that while also saying that I really really like Tony Pollard. Like really like Tony Pollard. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of bigger year. I'm with you. Saquon's a dude. Saquon's an absolute hey. dude. Yeah. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo says that the Saudi Pro League is better than the MLS. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, me either. Um, Mickey Mouse League. Yeah, Mickey Mouse League. Uh, Poverty League. You know, whatever you want to call it. I don't know who plays in the Saudi Pro League. I'm not, you know, this this is sort of an uninformed take. But the MLS is pretty crap. So it, it wouldn't take a, a league to be much better than the MLS. It, w- it wouldn't take very many quality sets. Do you know technically Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi's sons are eligible to play for the United States national team? they will not play for the united states national team but it's kind of cool that they are eligible that would be that would be insane um jimbo fisher says that bobby petrino will make texas a&m better on offense of course he will bobby (laughs) petrino's a offensive mind of course he's going to make him better but at the same time bobby petrino is also going to be a freaking scumbag and he can go suck a nut somewhere else because I don't give a crap about that man. Does Bobby Petrino make it through the entire 2023 season with Texas A&M? Yes. I don't think he does something stupid and gets fired out there. No, I think he makes it through at least, and he's probably going to get offered a job. All right. That's how that's how people are with him. Is poor. I, I'm not. I'm not a Petrino fan. Not a, not a Petrino Me fan at all. Well, no, no Falcons fan should be a Petrino fan at all. I mean, that guy is, that guy is a world class scumbag. <laughs> Snake. Uh, Billy, and today in 1921, Babe Ruth smacks a home run in MLB record 575 feet in New York Yankees 10 to 1 win over the Tigers at Detroit's Maven Field. Billy, how, know. how in the world did they measure did 575 feet? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah. How they measure? Uh, like, uh, 1921, what, all you had was tape measures. Like, you didn't have exit velo and launch angle. What did you measure this with? <laughs> how did you, no idea. No. How did you measure 575 feet? I, I'm, to be- I'm the only 210 to <clears throat> disagree with this because the baseballs they used back then were, uh, were not very properly structured, so... But 575 feet, that's a long ways. Well, let's also let's also remember that they used to have home runs. Like, and I, I'm curious, I'm really curious about this. How many of Babe's 715 home runs, or 714 home runs, excuse me, oh, that would have been bad, um, would have, were actual over-the-fence home runs? Oh, oh, they went back and they, I, I read an article about this. This was like a year or two ago. I read an article about this. Somebody went back and and did it, um, or, or the, as much as they could. I think they found 17 home runs from Babe Ruth that weren't actual home runs. They were they were ground rule doubles. Um, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. that was just you know and that was just the ones that he could find. I, I think it was like 13 or 17 of, of Babe Ruth's home runs were actually ground rule doubles and not home runs. Um, how could he find? Like how how can you go <laughs> could look I, at that? Because, I don't know. 
was not video back then. No, I, I assume we went back and looked at like box scores. I don't know. Um, but it was on, I was reading an article about that like a year ago. They were talking about that. They were going back and trying to figure out like these home run records from a lot of these guys back then. How many, because when did their ground rule double start becoming a ground rule double? Like like the mid 30s, early 30s, somewhere around there? 30s, somewhere around there. Yeah. Because I mean, Babe had got a good, I think, eight seasons where a ground rule double was a home run. So yep. yeah, he went back and it was somewhere in the teens that he figured out um, that many. So yeah, he might he might not even Babe might not even be over 700 home runs lifetime. You know, if we yeah. go back and look at all that, it'd be interesting. You got anything else for today, man? Nah, let's get out of here on a Tuesday. On a Taco Taco Tuesday, everybody. Everybody had a wonderful Taco Tuesday. Get out to East Carroll if you can. Support those local softball girls out there. Enjoy the beautiful weather, man. It's it's supposed to be very, very warm, uh, but no, no rain in the forecast. Get out there and enjoy it. And we will see you all tomorrow morning on the Morning 5. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!